Astoria to the Rockaways. It's time for the Queen's New Yorker. And here is the man giving you all the info, your uber snazzy and jazzy host, Mr. Jason Gattadio. Hey, thank you very much. Oh, my Saturday group is here. There they are. Yeah. How you doing? Welcome. Yes. Oh, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, oh, you're too kind. Another Saturday. We made it. And the show is about to go on. Thank you so much for joining us here for another edition of the Queen's New Yorker. It is episode number 106. And this is, of course, Saturday, June 13th, 2020. This is the final, the final part, part three of the ever popular. Well, I wouldn't say ever popular. I think it's more like the dwindling popular Yellow Taxi. <laughs> the dreaded Yellow Taxi. Yeah, I think we're getting ready. <laughs> but anyways, this is going to be the 2010s, the 2000s, the 2010s, the Taxi of Tomorrow. We'll cover it very briefly. And then on Tuesday, we're going to start one of the most popular, hopefully one of the most popular series ever, and that is The Roads of New York City. Yes. So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we will, right? Yes. I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to be a good run. Most definitely. Thank you. Yes, the roads. But you see, without the roads, folks, there wouldn't be any transportation. And so these 36 episodes of transportation have really taken us at a look at something that's vitally important to not only the borough of Queens, but to the five boroughs, to the entire city, the um, urban area of New York. So I hope you enjoyed this 36 part series this 36 episode series of transportation because now like i said starting tuesday we're going to go and give you the roads and keep an eye out for the community tab for latest posts and everything okay let's look at our comments stats and subs oh yes well Looking at that, everything looks pretty good right now. As you can tell, we have 1,017 subs, which means we gained six over the past couple of days. And the views on the videos really dry on this Thursday. Usually you guys are up in the upper 50s or 60s. You only managed to pull 34 views, eight comments, seven likes, and two, he's back! <laughs> yeah. And then, um, see, that was part two. But then the part one, when you guys started, 60 views, 11 comments, 
seven likes and two. He's back. The, the troll basically is giving his thumbs down and that's all he can really do. He can't do anything else to it. So, But like I said, I don't know what happened. Maybe everybody dreads taxi cabs because they realize there's better forms of transportation. you got to remember something. Taxis have a very respectable uh, history and it's one that we needed to cover. So, you know, some episodes are not going to be very popular and this is just one of them. Like, we also realize that it is the middle of June, and I know a lot of people want to get out and do things and not, you know, or working or something. But I've also known that the Saturday crowd usually comes through for that. So these archives, like I said, the archives will pretty much take it there. Comments um, from what I've had. Uh, let's see. Michael Parker, he uh, commented about 17 hours ago, he said, that was an excellent review of the history of New York City taxi service. I remember my mother had a friend who used to drive a checker cab. Remember when I was a child, my mother and myself used to ride in the taxi with her friend and the drive to different places. But she used to still pay the cab fee. Those were the good days. And thanks for listening, sir. And good night. Yes. And I said, glad you enjoyed it. And I said, I used to take the private cab called four ones or four twos, which is now what it's called because they were fully insured and their rates were so much better in Queens, considering I was not in Manhattan or Brooklyn. I happened to live in Queens where there was not a lot of yellow cabs. So taking a private cab, I think, was a better alternative. And, of course, if they were fully insured. Not saying that if I was in the city that I would force myself to take a cab. Maybe not. There's other ways of getting there, and I think the subway is probably still the most popular uh, of the transportation systems. But, of course, the cabs... You know, if you're going to take a cab and you only have a certain amount of blocks, go ahead, take it. If you like it, great. If not, it's, it's, it's a matter of personal opinion. All right, a couple of things before we even get to that. Number one, look us up on Anchor. We'll put a link up there. Anchor has uh, several episodes. I have, I think, about 10 or 12 episodes right now, all back archive episodes going back. And please do listen to those episodes. Please do support the website. Do support the channel because we are on Spotify and other listening devices. And we are less than a month away from the debut of a new segment called Legacies of Queens. That's right. For an hour every Friday, starting on July 10th, we will be looking at one particular person per week that has done something great for not only uh, – New York City, but Queens. Somebody who was a local. It doesn't necessarily have to be a celebrity, but somebody who left, who's leaving a legacy or is still doing that legacy or has passed on and did something great for humanity. So catch that series. It's going to be a live chat session. Um, you won't see me on camera, but you'll see via StreamYard. You'll see me on the StreamYard page with my icon, and you'll get to hear the audio part of that live chat. So we're going to try to get our live chats back without our trolls and hopefully everybody can come in and have a good time and enjoy an hour's worth of great legacy work. Okay? So with that, thank you very much for your continued support as we always do. Yes. Oh yeah. Beautiful. Oh, 
All right. So let's go ahead and uh, move on next to our actual subject here, which is the final part of the New York City taxi cab system. We're going into the 2000s and the 2010s, the taxi of tomorrow if we get there. But this is pretty much the future of what it is, what we're dealing with now and what is probably going to be coming on later. And, of course, we'll give you the the link so you can, of course, look at the rest of the information. But in 2005, and, of course, this is from the free encyclopedia, the Wikipedia, in 2005, New York introduced incentives to replace its current yellow cabs with electric hybrid vehicles, such as the Toyota Prius and Ford Escape Hybrid. In May of 2007, New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg proposed a five-year plan to switch New York City taxicabs to more fuel-efficient hybrid vehicles as part of an agenda for New York City to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. However, the plan was dropped after cab companies complained that the cost of maintaining the new hybrid vehicles vastly outweighed the tiny amount of fuel savings they got from going smaller. Proponents of the traditional Lincoln Town Car and Ford Crown Victoria say they were well-suited to their task, while others said customers who cared for the environment preferred the hybrids. Not only that, but passenger safety also became an issue with the newer vehicles, and six months after the program took effect, it was dropped. Still, the proportion of the taxi fleet made up of Crown Victorias has dropped over time. In 2010, it stood out about 60% of the yellow cabs as the number of Ford Escape Hybrid and Toyota Sienna minivans kept rising. The percentage of Crown Victoria taxis in the city would be further undercut by the adoption of the similar-sized Toyota Camry hybrids since 2010 and the Toyota Prius 5V. And by 2015, the Ford Crown Victoria fleet would be nearly entirely replaced. Now, originally before October of 2007, NYC Yellow Cabs displayed the fare stickers in the front doors and the words NYC Taxi and the medallion number on the back doors. But on September 30th of 2007, all of the yellow cab decals were redesigned. The cabs were easily identified with the medallion number followed with a checkered pattern on the left and right rear fenders, a futuristic fare panel on the rear doors, and a retro New York City taxi logo on the front doors with a yellow T in the the black circle. But in August of 2012, the TLC phased out the design in favor of one that drops the Axi, leaving only the New York logo and the circle T. The detailed fare information on the rear doors was also replaced, replaced with a simple statement of a metered rate unless traveling to JFK Airport with a flat fare is charged. The TLC also mandated that by the end of January 2008, all taxis should be equipped with a passenger information monitor that has a screen in the back seat that can provide entertainment, a live GPS map of location, and be used to pay for rides by swiping a credit card. The drivers will have an electronic driver information monitor in which messages can be sent to them informing them of traffic conditions and facilitating retrieving lost objects. Several taxi taxi cab drivers objecting to the cost of the devices, estimated at between $3,000 and $5,000 each, staged voluntary strikes on September 5th and 6th and on October 27th of 2007. The city implemented a zone pricing structure during the days, and the strikes had minimal impact on the city, according to officials. As of February 2011, 
New York City had around 4,300 hybrid taxis, representing almost 33% of the 13,237 taxis in service and about 6,000 by September 2012, representing 59% of the taxis in service, the most in any city in North America. And by mid-2009, owners began retiring their original hybrid fleets after they accumulated between 300,000 and 350,000 miles per vehicle. Two attempts by the Bloomberg administration to implement policies to force the replacement of all 13,000 New York taxis for hybrids by 2012 were blocked by court rulings. And on February 28th of 2011, the United States Supreme Court declined to consider an appeal by the city. In 2007, city officials outlined a project to replace existing Ford Crown Victoria taxis, which were discontinued in 2011, and other taxis by 2014. But in mid-2011, the TLC was to award an exclusive contract to sell and service taxi cabs in New York City for 10 years. Carsan, Nissan, and Ford's bids were the three finalists, and all of their designs were based on small vans rather than sedans. The Carsan design was favored among the New Yorkers. However, later was rejected due to the doubts whether the company could execute the project. In the end, New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg announced the Nissan design as the winner to replace the city's 13,000 yellow cabs to be phased in over five years, starting in 2013. So the Nissan NV200 is the winner of the taxi of tomorrow. And as of August 2013, manufacturing had begun in Cernanavaca, Mexico, where the stock NV200 is also assembled. Design features include room for four passengers, a transparent roof panel, independently controlled rear air conditioning, active carbon line headliner to help neutralize interior doors, along with antimicrobial, easy-to-clean seat fabric, overhead reading lights, floor lighting, a mobile charging station, including a 12-volt electrical outlet, and two, S two USB ports, a flat passenger floor, a low annoyance horn with exterior lights that indicate honking, hearing loop system, intercom, and exterior lights that signal when door is opening. In 2011, New York City was sued by United Spinal Association for choosing an inaccessible taxi of tomorrow. The Justice Department issued a statement of interest which was sent to the NY Federal Court, the District Court, stating that if the city did not mandate a wheelchair-accessible taxi as the taxi of tomorrow, it would be in violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act. On November 3rd to the 5th of 2011, at the TLC's Public Design Expo, inviting the public to try out parked prototypes, the taxis for all campaign mounted a roll-in protest under the eye of news media outside the Flatron or the Flatiron building on Broadway at Fifth Avenue, wheelchair users tried in vain to use the future cabs. Mayor Bloomberg's sustained initiative to amend the law so that licensed livery cabs may pick up street halls just as yellow medallion cabs do. It requires the governor's approval, but Governor Andrew Cuomo <coughs> opposes the city's choice of a non-wheelchair-accessible yellow cab. Thus, a compromise plan was announced in December of 2011. The next 4,000 new medallions must go to accessible cabs, and the governor will ratify the mayor's initiative to let livery cars 
complete or compete for street hails. And that is a look at the finale of the taxi of tomorrow. Now, the rest of the information given to you has to do with medallions, the numbering systems, the crash test, the logistics, all that good stuff. One final note, folks. This concludes the history of the New York City taxi and limo service. We didn't even delve into the limo service. But I hope you enjoyed this 36-episode series on the history of transportation. Next time on the program, episode 107 starts a whole new board game. Look for the future announcement coming up in the next couple of days as to what road we will be looking at. Ooh, big surprise. You wouldn't believe what's going to start off the road to Queens in our series. I'm Jason DiCanio. Thank you very much for joining me once again for another episode of the Queens New Yorker. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday for episode 107 of the road to Queens. Have yourself a great day. Be honest, be real, and keep it simple, stupid kiss. And don't be a nut monkey because nut monkeys and their counterparts never tell the truth. Have a great day. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. You have been watching The Queen's New Yorker. This is Jason Kelly on a Jason DeCanio Internet Presentation. Thank you for your support.